Hey everybody, welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live. I'm Jim Sammons. Um, <laughs> uh, Jameson Redding is going to be joining me here in a little bit. He is having some technical difficulties because apparently his wife took his computer. Um, anyway, the Kayak Fishing Show Live, as always, brought to you by Death Wish Coffee because I need it to wake up in the morning. And as always, Ballast Point Brewing Company. I've actually got a new Aloha Sculpin here, so I'm actually going to crack this open right now because I haven't tried this beer. It's their new one. Mm, that's really good. Really good, just like all Ballast Point's beers. Um, so uh, for those of you who don't know Jameson, you, you may have seen him on my show. He's been on a few times. Um I'm going to hide him right now so we don't have to see the side of his head. Um, Jameson has been on the on our show a few times. He's actually the one, uh, as you can tell by that long ass beard, who uh, beat me in the uh, in the hair challenge. My hair versus his beard. He kept his beard. I had to shave my head, uh, but we had a great time. We fished together many times. Uh, Jameson works with Jackson Kayak. Um, does a lot of their video stuff. Um, he's been with them a long time. He's also did all the, uh, a lot of the prototyping and video work on the new blue sky, um, project. So, um, he's, we're, he's going to have a lot of insight on that new boat. So I want to talk to him about that. Um, if anybody has any questions regarding shooting video, of course we can talk about that. Uh, Jameson's also a heck of a fisherman. Um, obviously the fact that he could beat me, he must be good. Um, and uh, he's got some special places that he loves to fish. And I know he's got some lures he wanted to show us. Uh, so we just got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Um, just, just need you guys to jump in with some questions. But I will bring Jameson back on the screen. There he is, or at least half of his face. <laughs> How are you, Jameson? I'm good, man. Just trying to – I got a computer, so I'm going to – Go on the phone and get the computer going at the same time here. And then that way I can switch over once I get it set up. <laughs> Thanks for having me on for sure, man. Like you said, we fish together a lot and always have a good time. So it's always fun. So, um, you know, like I said, I kind of gave a brief interview, I mean, uh, introduction there. But, you know, you, you wear a lot of hats. You know, what are, what are, what are some of the things you're up to? Well, you know, uh, Brooks, Betty, and I launched uh, JK Media House with James and now Will Richardson, who filmed your show um, a few years back to basically do all or do a lot of the video content for Jackson Kayak and the fishing side of things. And now Blue Sky and Orion. Hey, Wyatt. <laughs> it's my son. Um, so we uh, started doing that, and that means we basically – the idea was to take the camera to the team members and to the different locations and different places kind of around, well, it started off, you know, around the country, but then we ended up going to Sweden with you. Um, we've got a trip to the Bahamas planned in May. I think you'll be on that one as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so that should be fun. So, yeah, I mean, it just turned into a really cool thing. We get to go see a lot of people and film the new boats, film, you know, test the new boats. Um, Are you in a rocking chair or something? I am rocking. I will stop rocking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but what a, great, what a great fishery Louisiana is. I know it's become a, a pretty special place to you. You go there quite a bit. Yeah, I love it. It's kind of a second home. And, uh, my thing, obviously, is more the inshore stuff. Cause it's not every day I can get on a, a Freeman and run th- four 300s out to the old rig. So it's like I don't get to go down there and do and play like that. But um, You're making me seasick, to, dude. Stop rocking. All right, I got to stop. um see i don't always get to to do that but going down there and and uh being able to go inshore and sight fish reds is kind of like my thing i love it there's nothing not a whole lot better than that in my opinion so um yeah it doesn't get any better really yeah i haven't done um a whole lot of sight fishing uh for redfish i did a trip with dean thomas was actually the first time where I actually was, oh, we got to put you, add you up. <laughs> you switched, huh? There you go. <laughs> got you back up. But yeah, a trip with Dean Thomas is the first time I could actually say that I was truly sight casting, you know, to tailing redfish. And that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. It, that, that's what you live for or what I live for, you know, like, Catching reds is one thing, and blind casting them is one thing. But when you get a chance to actually go after um, reds that are, like you said, telling that they're – and I was with you on that trip too when we were with Dean. Um, right. But, you know, having their backs out of the water or having their tails out of the water, and you know they're feeding it. Then you put – this last trip we went down, you know, it's it was so visual. You put the, the bait in front of them, and we'll get into my new favorite kind of bait for those here in a minute, but – you put it in front of them and you see them swim up to it and just look at it for a second. And you're like, Oh, is he going to eat? You know, what's he going to do? And, and you watch them and then you kind of move it a little bit and they just move on it again and start telling on it. Like they're just staring it down. Like, is this a real thing? And then you <laughs> bump it one more time and they finally just crush it. And then it's like, it's just, you know, you're in the moment and uh, it's, it's like hunting or something. I mean, you're stalking the fish and you're trying to not spook them. You're trying not to be seen, and you're trying to make a great cast that's not too loud but not too far away and get it right in front of their nose and then make sure that they think that it's a real, you know, bait uh, that they would be eating. So uh, when, when we did that trip, What's I'm going to grab those baits real quick. Okay. <laughs> when uh, when, when uh, Jameson did the uh, hair challenge deal, he was throwing these Z-Man um, crabs. And I mean, he, he had four fish on that crab before I had a fish. Then he gave me one and I started catching fish. They were absolutely amazing. But he says he's got a new bait that has kind of become his favorite. And um, he's uh, he, he promised to show us this uh, new secret weapon for uh, that sight casting and stuff. Franco from Argentina. Thanks for joining us, man. I got to figure out how to get down there for those uh, Golden Dorado. Got to, got to, got to. So show us these. Uh, I'll um, get this comment off there because all of a sudden there's a bunch on here. Um, let's see these baits, Jameson. I'm, and I'm actually going to give you the whole screen here okay. so you can show them a little bit better. So I saw, uh, you know, talking about me throwing the crab pattern with the uh, uh, Z-Man stuff. And I still throw it. Actually, it's what I got my biggest bull ever on this last time I was down in Louisiana. Um, it's a great bait. But I was a few years back at ICAST. 
I came across these tiny little guys right here. Let's see. If oh, I'm wow, gonna... that's smaller than I was thinking. All right, so this is the this is a cranka crab. It's a, a company out of Australia, and they made these to fish for the brand that they tournament fish for down there. Um, it's a hard body bait. Uh, these are foam. These are foam claws with little treble hooks. Now, this one actually was put to use, and I broke a couple of the trebles off. It was still catching fish on it. Now, a couple years after I saw these, uh, a good buddy of mine, Justin, um, who guides in Charleston, he's on the, the Hobie team there, he's been fishing with them. And also another buddy of mine named Matthew Van down in uh, uh, Pensacola, Florida, has been fishing for redfish with these little dudes that I never thought would hold up to a red. All right, so he, I, I went to fish over in Charleston early this year, and he gave me a couple. This is one of the ones he gave me. I lost another one he gave me. But since I first saw them, they've come out with a bigger size. So you've got the original. Can you hold that closer to the camera a little bit? Oh, okay, that's much better, yeah. So you got the original one here, which I believe is a, is a 55 millimeters, and this one is the 65 millimeter, I believe is the sizing that they've got on them. Um, they're not real super light. You can cast them. I haven't done the conversion to figure out exactly how much they weigh, but I think this one's four grams and maybe nine, somewhere around in there. Same thing. So I started out throwing this guy um, in actually a different color, but it's called mud, a little darker than what this one is. Uh, more of the brown you see in the, in the legs and claws of this one. And I was just every fish. In fact, the first fish that I caught on it, uh, I just saw one kind of milling around and cast in the general area and started reeling in because I didn't think it was there. Maybe I thought it was a fish and it was a mullet or thought it was red and it was a mullet. And this like 34 inch bull just comes out of nowhere and crushes it right by the boat. So I knew it was going to be a good bait and I just, you know, kept throwing it and I caught, I don't know how many fish on it, but what really stood out to me and what I think really makes or proves that it's a great bait. If anyone has ever, tried to side cast or fish for sheep's head um, and not the ones you have out in California, obviously, but the inshore or the sheep's head that we have in the salt water that, that have the black bars on their side right. and gnarly looking teeth. Cause they typically just eat like crabs and barnacles and crustaceans and stuff like that. Um, but they'll tell just like a redfish. You'll see them on the flats and you'll think it's a redfish telling half the time cause you're all excited and you want it to be a redfish. But they typically do not eat artificial. Like it is, even with a live bait, it's like, okay, I got to have fluorocarbon. I got to have a really sharp hook. I've got to trick these fish. And people will throw fiddle, fiddler crabs or shrimp for them or whatever. But when they're telling, I've seen people catch them on fly or little hair jigs, and that's even rare. But every single one that I put this crab in front of, this cranker crab, ate this thing. Every single one. But anyway, every single fish that, like I said, that I threw at this crab at, I caught. Eventually, this size, which is now the medium size, they actually have a bigger one now. Um, it's very similar. I'm going to give you the whole screen again because I want to see that really good. Okay. There you go. Oh, so that one now, so the other one's just had the hooks in the claws. Yeah. And this one has the hook through it. Right. And this is uh, kind of the latest one. It's uh, uh, quite a bit bigger. I'm going to hold this, the middle size up so you can get a reference. Um, if you can see that, okay, bigger than the other one. Um, and it has more of just a single big hook. So if you're worried about those little wires, which I caught tons of fish with them, 
this dude's a little bit bigger and a little bit heavier. And uh, so, again, you can kind of match the hatch, if you will, whatever they're feeding on. But what was really cool down there after we after we saw these things work at night, we in the current under the lights, we would see crabs float by that literally were exactly the size of these crabs. Um, so we were just dialing them in and those sheep's head hitting that proves to me that 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 bait looks as real as it's going to get in the water Um, now how does that sit on the bottom so it's going to sit pretty flat on the bottom it actually has kind of a weighted uh let's see if i can turn this these hooks are super sharp but that little colored part the orange part right there is actually the weight Oh, okay. So, so it's a lid, you know, weight, and it sits kind of like that. And then these foam claws are what really gives it its action. They're going to float up off the bottom and kind of dance in the current or whatever. And when you can just kind of drag it. And all the legs are loose, too. They're kind of a rubbery plastic. Um, so it just has a lot of movement in the water. When I broke the middle size one off, I put the small guy on, you know, and thought, well, I'll catch catch some sheep's head with it or whatever i threw it at a black drum that was probably pushing 30 pounds and he annihilated it and then i thought how's this gonna work <laughs> and i landed that black drum that 30 pound black drum the pictures on my instagram and facebook uh with this little tiny crab and so then i wasn't afraid to throw it literally at anything and everything that i saw out there um and it got to the point where i was the only one that had one of those with me and everyone else wanted to catch these sheep's head because we would see them telling everywhere. And it's sight casting, just like reds. And I caught five or six of them. And so I ended up just handing my rod uh, to the other guys with me just so they could get a chance. So you were, you were the only one getting bit? Yeah, on the sheep's head, n- n- nothing else was, was eating that. Uh, okay, so now, now the tough part. The tough part. Oh, yeah. So you, this is where it gets you. And keep in mind, it works. So that helps. Well, yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. But they they are. There's a lot of detail in these little guys. Um, so right now they run around 20 to $24. Um, well, the nice thing is that when they do jack up the hooks, because after catching a dozen reds and stuff and pulling this out of their crushers, because they put it all the way back in their throat, they hit it so hard, um, it's time to switch the hooks out. And they... They sell replacement foam claws with the hooks on them. And so you just take your split ring pliers and you can swap those out and keep fishing it. Um, but you definitely want to make sure your knots are good and that you're fishing some premier cigar fluorocarbon or some blue label on that and not lose it. Because Yeah, I'd be afraid to – I definitely wouldn't want to be light tackle fishing, particularly around any kind of oysters or anything like that. Yeah, and that's what happened to me. I, I got a little – put a little too much heat on one of the reds this is about a 30 incher and it went under the boat and cut me off on some oysters on one of them um so that was painful luckily you know i had a buddy that came in matt came in and he's like oh you lost one well i'll give you another one so he hooked me up with another one so i'm sitting with these three that i showed you i've got one more of the bigger ones in in a darker kind of a mud color brown color um haven't tried this bigger one yet the small ones were working so i haven't put the big one on but uh I think this one would be a really good bait to float. Uh, Matt actually said he floats it under a popping cork um, just to keep it suspended in the water column. Uh, so, you know, crabs will move in the current like that. They'll just kind of float by and, and reds will crush them. So he's been doing that, just floating under a popping cork and letting it kind of suspend and drift. Really? Through. Yeah. And so 
and it's got a lot lot thicker gauge hook on it. Uh, and you can actually disassemble the body on this one and replace any of the parts, including if you want to upsize the weight. Uh, I believe they make a, a heavier weight as well. Interesting. But, Interesting. Well, we're going to go or we're talking about doing another trip together to Louisiana this year. So maybe we can talk to these people and see if they want to help us out with some and uh, and promote. I mean, I certainly love to fish with them. And but by the way, you were telling me all about this place yesterday. Why don't you? Uh, this, all right, this, so this, is, this place is pretty cool in Louisiana. The last five, six times that I've been down there, I don't, I don't remember now um, how many times I've been to this place. But uh, John and some of the guys from Pack and Paddle, one of our dealers down in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, kind of put us in touch with Eddie and Lisa uh, who own pack or point of Shan kayak rentals. Uh, and it's right on the tip of point of Shan, Louisiana, which is down in the marsh. Uh, and it's spelled P O I N T A U X C H E N E S. If anybody wants to look it up. Um, <laughs> Because I was like, all right, I don't even know how to type this in the Google. So, um, But we went down there the first time, and they had a houseboat set up, and they had some places to camp, and they were working on adding some uh, uh, camp spots, RV-type spots for people to lease and uh, have a little shop there, a little tackle shop. And, and since we've been going down there, they've just really done a lot of work. they moved the houseboat. they built docks spe- specific for kayaks to launch on. And it's kind of – I've never seen anything like it. Um, you back your truck up, slide it out onto some PVC down on the, this, this floating dock that's designed specifically to fit the width of, a, of most kayaks. It goes uh, right into the water, and then you step on the floating dock and step into your kayak, and it's super stable. So you're not dealing about stepping in the mud and all There's that? No mud. There's no concrete boat launch. It's all designed for a kayaker to be able to get in and out of the water quickly with their gear. You can completely rig your boat up and then slide it right into the water. It's like a roller. Um, and a piece of PVC pipe that it can slide on, um, and it floats. So as the tide goes in and out, you know you're always the same height off your kayak. You're not trying to get up on a dock that's now two feet higher out of the water uh, when you come back in. The neat thing about it, I have literally launched there and paddled less than 100 yards and caught a 27-inch red on top water, and caught a 23-inch trout on top water. So the fish are right, right there don't have to go very far if you want to get further away from people and from the pressure because it's, it's becoming a known place there's a lot of kayakers that go down there um and spend their weekend and uh but you can get a little bit further away they also offer a really cool trip and that's actually where i caught my my biggest bull red ever um they have a mothership trip and he's got a boat there that he can put um, four or five kayaks on depending on if they're Hobie Pro Anglers, or if they're, you know, CUDA 12s, like how many he can fit. But he will run you eight or nine miles or however far into the marsh um, and get you further south, closer to the actual uh, gulf or, you know, bigger water. And that's going to be where those bigger fish come in at. And it gets you away from pressured fish, and you won't even see anybody else until he comes back to get you in the evening. Um, So it's just a really cool operation. They're adding a restaurant down there. They've got something I've never seen anywhere else, too, other than the kayak launch. They have these lockers for your kayak. So if you enjoy going there, but that's pretty much the only place you ever go fishing, you can rent one of these lockers, pull your kayak out of the water, slide it into the kayak locker, put your lock on it, and go home. 
and then that's it. You don't have to deal with where am I going to store my kayak, hauling your kayak. You can just run down there, and you're in the water in two minutes without having to even haul your boat. So that sounds awesome. It sounds like awesome for like a long weekend type of trip too. Great, great long weekend trip. We literally get out of the water. We leave our kayaks fully rigged. We just rinse the salt off with the hose they got there. And then the next morning, we just drag them back into the water. So there's no, like, unrigging or moving that much. I mean, and the houseboat is super cool because um, they've got lights shining on the water. So at night, when the current's coming through, all the bait comes through, and you can catch trout right there off the back of the boat. Chris Funk was with us on this last trip, and he set up and actually used some uh, broken or crushed crab uh, pieces and caught two giant black drum off the back of the boat while we were just hanging out. So um and lisa always takes care of us down there she's cooked us gumbo and jambalaya we've done big crab bowls we just it's unbelievable yeah we definitely need to talk to them that sounds like a place it'd be a really cool place to shoot a show uh, it'd be great because like i said once you're there you're there there's none of this moving around rigging uh trying you know and you can get out of the wind depend you know there's different areas so there's so much marsh you can kind of find ways to deal with weather since you're going to bring that with you like you always do and uh <laughs> right hey we got a question from got a question from scott perry uh about where to find those crabs so right now um you can go to their website it's cranka crabs so it's c-r-a-n-k-a or you can just google search it there's other places you can buy them i believe they're setting up a u.s uh store online store so it's a little easier for people in the u.s but right now it is mostly coming out of australia but if you google cranka crabs You'll be able to find them. Um, they also have a Facebook page. You can check them out on their Facebook page. Yeah, somebody somebody else commented I saw before it went by. Oh, here it is. Um, that he thought, for some reason, the comments aren't working properly here. But uh, he was he thinks it would be really good for the snapper in uh, in New Zealand. And I oh, yeah. and I don't doubt it. They they do a lot of soft baiting uh, for the snapper over in New Zealand. And, uh, and I'm sure it would be another, oh, that was Brent. Hey Brent, how are you, man? I uh, fished with Brent when we went to New Zealand. Nice. So, yeah, anything um, that eats crabs, these things look like crabs. So if they eat crabs, they're going to eat it. <laughs> so, um, I saw somebody post yesterday, a, a snook, which I didn't even think about snook eating crab. Um, but he caught a snook on it. And, uh, honestly, I'm going to throw it for smallmouth bass, uh, because if it resembles slightly a crayfish, um, they're going to smoke it too, just like anything else. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that, uh, a small mouse will crush this thing. Yeah, that, that looks, uh, it looks really, really cool. I'm going to, they said, we got to, we got to talk to him before we go to Louisiana next time and yeah. see what we can do. Well, the, the cool thing is if you're having trouble finding the reds, which, you know, I can get reds to eat a lot of stuff. Um, and you see telling sheep's head, and these sheep's head are four and five pounders. I mean, they're good-sized fish, and they fight. They're like a snapper. If you ever fought a snapper, you know how hard they fight. They're in the same um, species, category, whatever, um, as, a, as a red snapper. And they're telling. Their tails are out of the water. So it's the same kind of feeling as you get when you're trying to sidecast that red. And it just gives you some other, you know, something else in your in your arsenal to be able to throw when they're being super picky. And, uh you really got to dial it in and they all always eat crab always right so that and that was how do you spell that it was c-r-a-n-k-a crank of crabs yep that's it 
they got some other baits too, and I think they're going to be coming out with some cool stuff at ICAST this year. So I'm excited to to check it out. I can't thank you enough. Everybody, give them a big thumbs up. Uh, I really appreciate you being on here. I'm looking forward to fishing with you again soon. I, I'm sure I'll be seeing. Well, I'm going to see you in Bahamas in uh, not too long, right? Um, yeah, just a couple of weeks here. Yeah, the beginning of well, a month, a little over a month, month away. Month away. Um, and then you know, let's put together this Louisiana thing and let's talk about your uh, those crab lures and see what we can do with them. <laughs> see if they can help us out with some stuff. Because I imagine, I imagine bonefish will eat them. So. Uh, I will bring, I'll try to get my hands on a few more for the Bahamas trip because I think we are doing at least one inshore day or a couple of inshore Yeah, days. yeah, we'll be doing a little bit of both. I, I'm going to bring a fly rod again just so I can frustrate myself and uh, and all that. But I really appreciate you being on here. It was a lot of fun. I know it was last minute. so uh, Yeah, and sorry for uh, all the jumbled up <laughs> at the beginning. That's not a problem, man. So uh, I'm going to click you off and I'm going to just go over a couple things with everybody else here. And again, thanks so much, brother. Yeah, man. See you soon, bro. Take care. So, yeah, everybody, um, again, I just want to remind you all that, uh, of course, brought to you by Ballast Point. Again, I really do appreciate you all being on here with me. Remember, if you're going on the water, always wear your PFD. Hold your paddle right side up. Cheers. Have a good day. <laughs>